Welcome back to the Blackcast, the ones and zeros of all things metal. I'm Matt. And I'm Jeff. Today we got two uh, fairly different artists. Uh, just uh, we're, going, we're talking about Archspire's new album and Star's Hollow album that came out sometime in 2001. I, I'm not, a, I didn't actually look up when that came out. I just know it came out this year. Uh, yeah, Star, uh, Star's Hollow, you, you said? Correct. Oh, yeah. you, you know what's funny? I just hovered my mouse over the year and it shows the date, the release date. I didn't know you could do that. Friday, May 7th of this oh, year. Oh, that's cool. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So there you go. Awesome. Uh, and that is, I want to live my life. And I think what's funny about this band is they're not necessarily, uh, I mean, not really metal and more of a math rock. Yeah. Is that what you would? Yeah. You're, you're more into this genre than I am. And it's kind yeah, of, it's kind of, yeah, this one's more like, uh, yeah, like I would, I would categorize it as math rock and kind of emo rock, yeah. uh, punk, real short songs, kind of all hovering around like the two minute range. Yeah. Kind of short and sweet and just getting out all the emotions for whatever they're talking about for that song. So yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I think what was funny is I, my Spotify was on shuffle and I just heard a song by these guys. And I think a minute into it, I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And I looked to see if they had anything new come out. Cause from what I think the song I heard was, uh, I don't know, 2015 or something like that. I'm not entirely sure. And, uh, I sent it to you and I said, Hey, they have this, I sent you the song that I listened to, but then I said, they have a new album out this, that came out this year. Do you want to cover it? And you were just like, wait, did you send me the right song? Yeah. <laughs> Cause you don't really listen to like math rock or math core, anything uh-huh. really like mathy. And yeah. I was just making sure I'm like, like you sent me something kind of mathy or are you sure you sent me the right, the right link? Like, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. you, you're like, I, you're like, yeah, I thought you would like it. I'm like, no, I do. I like it. I was just, just double checking on your end. Yeah. You're the math guy. What's, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think what really caught my attention is, uh, a lot of the math rock, it's a lot of the, the wittily diddlies and the, doodly ding dongs and whatnot <laughs> and it it's hard sometimes for me to follow that and a lot of it's instrumental from what i've experienced mm-hmm. and what i liked about this band was uh their vocals were very were, were clean but then they had this like real gritty like just like raw sounding scream that he did like a whale almost. And I, I don't know. I was just like instantly attracted to the vocals and it just, it was a nice accoutrement to the, the whittily diddlies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's like a, a, it's like half, it's like a halfway between a sing and a scream um, yeah, it's not like really like a heavy scream because the mu- the music is very like, like the guitars are very like, um, twinkly, like shimmery sounding, yeah. uh-huh. um, which is, which is very characteristic of like this, this style of math rock, especially, you know, the, the, the kind with, with singing in it, vocals in it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I liked the vocals too. I also liked that there were two different styles at times. So they had the one that you mentioned and then I'm assuming it's the same guy, um, like layering just like a regular sing singing on top of uh-huh. that. Yeah. Um, just complimenting what they were doing. Wasn't like he had, a, it wasn't like there was a different singing part or like a harmony really it was just like another layer with a new melody on top of, on top of it. 
Mm-hmm. So I like that they threw that in there as well to kind of, um, cause like I, I didn't because it, it just, it just broke it up from, uh, getting boring, having yeah. that same vocal style the whole time. Um, so I like, I like that they incorporated that like clean singing in there. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. assuming it's the, I'm, I'm assuming it's just the, vo- the same vocalist doing just like a different style because the band's a trio. Yeah. That'd be my so, guess. um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just assuming it's the same guy doing that, but yeah. overall I, I really liked both albums that we're talking about. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say that I, I never really, like I enjoyed them while I was listening to them. I never, I didn't, I, w- I didn't really like have a hunger or desire to like keep wanting to put it on repeat. Like when I wasn't listening to it, yeah. but when I was listening to it, I, I did enjoy both of them. Oh, you're talking about in for both Archspire and Stars Hollow? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I I enjoyed Stars Hollow. Uh just it was one of those like moody bands, I think. It you kind of had to be like in a just like a moody state of mind to want to listen to it. Like and not like it's not angry. It's like I don't know, just kind of sad and just. It's kind of like a commentary on life or something. Yeah. Uh, And so it was just, I don't know, you have to just be in a particular mindset, I think, in order to, to want to listen to it. So there was, there was like one day where I was like, yeah, I really want to listen to this. And it, it hit just right. And then the next day I was, I tried listening to it. I was like, I think I'm going to, I'll just give it a break. So (laughs) it, and not that it's bad because I enjoyed it. It was, it was more, it, you definitely have to be in a mood for it and you might not always be in a mood. So it's, but I think it does, I don't know, it, it does what it's supposed to do. I, there mm-hmm. was a, a lyric in until I bleed out, uh, that says, I don't want to feel that the air is concrete. And I was just like, Oh man, when I heard that, I had to like rewind and like, did I hear that right? Cause that is just some of the deepest, like, I, I don't know. That really connected with me when it, uh, when I heard that, I was just like, Oh, I love that. That was, that was some good lines. I think I need to start looking up lyrics more. <laughs> Cause that's not, that, that sounds cool. I liked, I like that line too, but like, I, you know, it would probably help for for me to just look more lyrics up <laughs> for all these bands because <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. But because uh, yeah. this one, because this, yeah, this album is very personal, and it just seems like the uh, band has a very personal sound overall. Yeah, um, you can definitely tell that it's just an outlet for personal experiences. Yeah, probably that they've all been through, but especially the vocalists, because even in their Spotify bio, it said um, it started out as a. It says it started out as an outlet for the depression and anxiety of central songwriter, guitarist, and vocalist Tyler Stodge Hill. Yeah, and then they turned it into a band and. And made it like a, you know, a thing that they wanted to pursue. Um, yeah the 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 picture for their bio is so wholesome. It is wholesome. It's the three of them just feeding uh, deer. By the look of it, yeah, it looks like deer. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just the wholesome video, uh, not video, a wholesome picture. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you could scroll to other photos too. Oh wait. But wait, there's more. Yeah. It's like live shows. That's cool. Looks like they have a good crowd presence too. Good stage presence. People 
crowd surfing. Yeah. That's awesome. Which is weird. Like once again, this is not a heavy, so they have to, they probably have, yeah, really good, not crowd control, but uh connection with the crowd. They are able to connect. Yeah. The, the, the guitar sound, um, sounds very similar, you know, to, to what is typical of like this style of math rock. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it has a very, um, I think it's Stratocaster sound. Okay. Guitar. Um, or am I thinking of Telecaster? Is that a, or Stratocaster. Um, uh, looks like I think it's more of a Stratocaster, Stratocaster sound. Yeah. Just from looking at it, but cause just, just what I've seen like videos, people playing, but um, yeah, it's not like a very, it's not a very heavy guitar sound. It's almost like a clean, like a clean channel, but with like a little bit of distortion on it. I put um, like crisp, like yeah, it's yeah, it's distorted, but it's very crisp, not crunchy. It's just clean and crisp. Yeah, like biting into an apple. <laughs> if you look, I think I looked up on uh, Bandcamp, and it was like showing the tags. Yeah, of what there what it was, and it said emo, pop punk, math rock, twinkly, <laughs> and punk. Okay. So yeah. yeah, very like shiny sounding at times. And what's typical of these types of bands is to have like unusual guitar tunings. So with this genre, you'll find it doesn't look like it from their photos, but typically what we, what you'll find from these bands is that They'll have they'll tune all of this instead of like a standard tuning. Okay. They'll they'll tune all of the strings so that if you were to play all of the strings open, that it that would be a chord, and then they would put a capo on some fret on on the fret somewhere. So like maybe the third fret or the fifth fret. Okay. And then kind of use like all those higher up notes and like do like tap those like tappy type of riffs that you're being that you're hearing so it's it's very so that you can you don't have to like use all of your fingers and your whole hand to like play a chord you could play it open wherever the capo was put and then you can add so it's like a chord already without holding anything down and then you can add extra notes Mm. and like tapping and playing on top of that okay that's interesting Mm -hmm. a little trick yeah, which is really fun to do. I've done that on my six string guitar, and it's it opens up a lot of sonic possibilities, and okay. it kind of it it can it's a very like in my opinion inspirational way of writing because you're not just stuck playing with like one tuning all the time. You okay, can yeah. tune it different, and then op- op- have that open up, and it's it's just really cool. To like play all the strings open and then it's like a really nice sounding chord. And so that's cool. It's, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I like the, in the intro, the first song, they had a, uh, like a music box intro and they kind of carried that the sound through different songs where it was like, mm-hmm. do, 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 do. I know that's completely, I probably went through all the key signatures there, but like <laughs> the, the, the tune was there. Like they had this like musical box and it was, I don't know. It was real from what I normally listen to. It was a nice, it was a nice little break, a little reprieve of, uh, just like raw kind of emotion mm-hmm. in a yeah, that- not angry vibe. You know? Yeah, I like I like that they tied it in, especially like at the like at the beginning mm-hmm. of uh, I want to live my life, and then but better at the end. It, um, yes. Yeah, so then, did you catch in ellipses? They did the same thing. 
Is that Trek six? six? Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't know if I had a no. I didn't. I didn't have a note there. So I don't know if they did it. That. I don't know if they did it musically, but they did it lyrically. Oh, okay. yeah. So, and this is what kind of confused me is I was dry. So I, I I mainly listen to music in the car, which gets kind of confusing because I, if, especially if it's a new band, I don't know when certain songs end and when others begin. Especially with like this style, it it almost seemed like it was one long song and they were able to just break it up into pieces, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, But so in track one, uh, they they have a line that says it's like something's in my closet laughing at me. Track six ellipses. uh, They say, I think something's in my closet laughing at me. And then track 10, it's there's something in my closet laughing at me. And it's all around like that. Do, 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 something like that. Uh, which I thought was really cool. Like just like from track one to track 10, uh, the progression of this realization, whatever this is, the, their inner demon or inner, uh, self-doubt or uh just whatever this something is supposed to be uh it kind of like grows and manifests throughout the album just kind of cool cool thought yeah yeah i think you nailed that sound because i was trying to figure out in track one when you said music box it was like yeah that that is a hundred percent the sound but i was trying to it didn't click with me what that was right away. So oh, the, that's a good catch right there. Yeah. It was just, it was like a nice little music box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like track 10, I think that, like you said, six ellipses was um, done lyric or like melodic, lyrically, melodically. Yeah. And then 10, I think, they didn't, I don't think they went back to the music box, but I think they played it on their guitar or layered it or something. Yeah, that sounds right. I think it was something like that. But yeah, so it's interesting how they tied like the beginning to the middle and then they wrapped it up all at the end. Mm-hmm. So it was a cool little, uh, little voyage that they took you on. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if they also named these songs to continue like on the album name. So like, I want to live my life stuck to you. I want to live my life until I bleed out. Like, like it's finishing the sentence. Cause all of these song names have like periods at the end of them. Yeah, so that, so I didn't know if they did that or if they did uh kind of like what the chariot did on one of their albums where the chariot kind of took all of their song titles and lined them up. So they told a story. So it's like, um, Oh shoot. I used to know the whole like thing. Uh, back back to back, they faced each other. They drew their swords and shot each other. The deaf policeman heard this noise and came to kill the two dead boys. Uh, I think then like Nashville or something like that was the last. But yeah, so like the they like layered them. So I didn't know if they were saying I want to live my life stuck to you until I bleed out out on the sunroof. But then it makes sense because until I bleed out, period, out the sunroof, period. So that makes sense. Like I want to live my life stuck to you period. I want to live my life until I bleed out, period. Um, yeah, I want to live my life and then like dot, the ellipses like dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just had that realization as I was reading it. It's like, oh, those all make sense as yeah, sentences. Because I want to live my life is the only one that doesn't have a period on it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like I, I think you're, I think you hit it on the head there. Cause I, I knew they were, yes. I, I felt like they were doing something, but I couldn't, I'm like I said, I was going to the chariot where they grouped them in groups of two. And I was like, this, 
this doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah, it's it seems to be a theme actually because if you go back to their EP Happy Again from 2018, all the all the song titles um equal a sentence. So it's not that you won't be happy again, comma, you just won't be the same as you were before. That's awesome. Yeah. I have to go listen back to that one too. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, there, I'm not really upset about it there. I'm not really upset about it. EP doesn't quite work that way, but that's all right. That's their first one. Yeah. <laughs> they're growing, they're growing boys. They're, they're growing boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah did you so did you did you um i don't typically do this but did you go back and listen to any like post like previous like releases or songs other than it was just the one the, i the, sent you honestly just the one yeah, yeah. Okay. i might i might do that uh from now on just you know throw another song or two on a pre from a previous release just to see if they've how much they've Stuck changed with, or changed yeah. yeah or if they have like similar themes and that type of thing yeah because this band seems like seems like the the type of band that would like that enjoys bringing themes back like like we were talking about with one six and ten but just they just do it different like different mm-hmm. musically different each time yeah i like the um the artwork it's in all of them it's very like suggestive and kind of open for interpretation mm-hmm. you know yeah like i want like for this one the uh young boy looks like he's wishing that he could uh play like have friends that that are playing outside yeah it, and it also, like, I wonder what this hand off screen is doing. Are they like um, walking away? Are they like, yeah, gonna push them out the window? Yeah, it leaves. It's almost you. like it's hard to see. I wish you could. Zo- I wish you could zoom in on it. But <laughs> um, it almost looks like he wants to be brave enough to go out and ask them, and then like that might be his mom or, or something. Like walking away, saying, "Okay, honey. Well, well, whenever you're ready, you can. Yeah, you can do that. But yeah, I like. I, yeah, that's. I like the the color. It's almost it's like a pastel color. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with uh, happy again, and then the other one. I'm really not that into. Really not that whatever that one is. Really it's not. like water, like watercolor. Yeah, painting. Yeah, it's really cool. Did you have a favorite song off of this or um just overall kind of digged it a little bit? Uh yeah. There there were I I, I whenever I listened to it, I I listened to it like all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um so that's how I preferred to listen to it. It was only like but, 23 minutes long or something like that. So Yeah, yeah, it was real short. Um which I like too. I like short albums. Um the ones that I bolded in Microsoft Word, it's just usually how I do it. Yeah. Put in bold text. Um, until I bleed out with weight and through the windshield. Um yeah. through the windshield has like some cool riffs. I think it was probably like the riffiest one. Okay, with like yeah. those like those like tappy parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um a lot of the other songs had a lot of just like um just like chords. You know, there wasn't a lot of Whittily diddly, but they had a lot. They put it in there where they wanted wanted to. But I think through the windshield had the most of that. Yeah. And um, I made a note for with weight that I think there was that one just like had a different vibe to it. Like there was um, I think there was a piano in there. It sounded, and this one it was the first time I noted that there was like regular, like the regular singing layered on top of the, like the emo. Yeah. Grittiness. 
So I think at least with, with weight and through the windshield, those were the, those were um, two of the three that had, that had like unique characteristics that stuck out to me. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I enjoyed it overall. I, but I think the one that really kind of just stuck out to me for the most part was until I, until I bleed out just because of the air concrete line. Like that was, you usually, uh, at least when we're going through these, what I'll do is listen to the album. And then if something, if I, if there's something that I, I catch or like something that makes me want to like stop the song for like a brief second, I'll usually, I'll write it down. Right. So, and then this was really the only one that I necessarily did that. Um, and I, it was the only one that made me like stop and be like, Oh man, that was like a, they have like all these lyrics are really heavy, but like that one and not just cause it's about concrete was the heaviest, you know, it, <laughs> it uh, <laughs> I see you did there. You see what I did there? Yeah. Uh, I, I felt like, I don't know. That one just had like a whole lot of impact on, on me personally. And I think that's what I enjoyed about it the most. Uh, okay. But yeah, that's, I mean, I, I enjoyed the album overall. It was a good change of pace, I think, from what I've been listening to recently. So uh, I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. it overall. My, yeah. Uh, my suggestion of math rock to you. Yeah, and I can't, <laughs> like, I like, I like math rock and, and math core, but uh, I don't always like stuff just because it's mathy. Yeah. Um, you know, it has to be the, you know, the right equation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to use that as like the tagline <laughs> somewhere, somehow. Somewhere. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it has to be, yeah, it has to be the right equation okay. for sure. So then this one, I think scratched the, I didn't have to erase anything from the yeah. math problem. X equaled Y. <laughs> X equaled Y. Awesome. Uh, do you have a number in mind? And not just, you know. Eight. Eight? Okay. Yeah. Nice. Any particular reason? Just good chill? Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, just kind of chill. Um, just felt right. That number just felt right. It just felt right. Yeah. I was thinking, well, like a seven and a half or yeah, like an eight, seven and a half, eight, somewhere in there. It, uh, I don't know if I'll listen to it again soon, but I'll, I'll, I have a feeling that there'll, there'll be one point, a point in time where I'm like, you know what? I need some stars hollow. At least, at least one, you know, once a, once a month or I'll probably throw out a song or two just to kind of right. get that get that concrete air out, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, this, this album makes me want to go listen to their other stuff too. Yeah. Which just doesn't always happen for every band that I listen to. Yeah. Um, but I think in this case, I'd like, I'm interested to see if they've, always kept this sound and what other kind of interesting things that they put into their music because they're clever at bringing themes back. Yeah. They're very witty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was saying with the whole, like the something in my closet line. It, that also kind of made me stop. Cause I was like, wait, did are they just like reusing stuff? And then I had to like, go back and listen to all the songs that I heard it in to figure out what was going on and if they were using the same song or what, but no, it's just kind of like the same theme, just kind of combining it and changing it slightly. So it was, it was a cool concept. I liked it. Yeah. There's a difference between reusing things because you have a, a lack of writing ability compared to doing it on purpose. Yeah. To make sense for what the album calls for. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So should we move on to Archspire? Hell yeah. 
Archspire, Bleed the Future, also released in 2021. And uh, this was my first Archspire um, album that I've listened to. And for some reason, I thought they were uh, instrumental, but I think there's another band. Isn't it like Arch Echo or something? Aren't they instrumental? I think that's what I thought of sure, at we'll first. That. <laughs> I, don't know. I just yeah i don't know i it's it's just a just a name that popped into my head but um yeah i really like i really liked this one it's very very extreme and uh fast especially the the vocals oh my word I don't, I don't know how you articulate words that fast like the first time i was listening to it like within the first 10 seconds of the first song i was like geez like out loud to myself because <laughs> of how it's not like very loud scream. It's just kind of like a real fast guttural type of thing. Yeah. I was curious on how you would like that because you're not necessarily into bands that like to throw words, like crunch as many words as they can into a line as possible. And that's what our spire does. <laughs> Well, <laughs> they take this and they just mash as much shit as they can into it. <laughs> yeah, I would say I did. I I did like it. Um, I'm I'm I I like that they broke it up a little bit. Like that was like I would say like eighty five percent of like what their sound is, but they didn't. It's not like constant. <clears throat> it's not like constant all the time. Yeah. But I think I have more of an issue with the wordy the word thing when it's like a melody because like yeah a melody you kind of have to let breathe a little bit yeah. uh like what the in between what you're not singing or what you are singing you know it's just I I think it just has a different weight when when it's uh heavy vocals compared to like singing because the singing I just prefer melodies that kind of, you know, take their time and, and that, and that way. But I do like fast vocals like that. So I'm glad that I liked it. And I, and I'm glad that they, it wasn't like always a hundred percent 16th note, you know, fast words. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the notes I have down is uh, Spencer, the drummer. I was like, he has to be a descendant of Sonic or something because <laughs> I don't know if you caught like, especially in Drone Corps Aviator, just the just yeah. <laughs> machine gun like <laughs> bass drums and then like Tom fills and oh my word! Did did you did you happen to watch the music video for Drone Corps Aviator? Oh no, I didn't. Oh. I didn't know they had one. Well, all right, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> watching that music video is just absolutely insane. Cause you just, they do like a close up on his hands and stuff. And then they're just like, and you're just like, Ugh! but, uh, so I didn't actually listen to this interview, but my coworker was telling me about it, how for drone corpse aviator, they had this for the music video idea. Uh, they had, like a cousin or a sister or brother or something uh, or two, two of them of the bandmates had family who were getting into or had just finished up college or something like that for, uh, what do you call it? It's, uh, effects. And yeah, I, like, uh, like, um, special effects. Like, there we yes, go. but like all the like blood and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, yep. So they they're like, man, it'd be really cool if we did a music video where our heads just blow up. Like that was the the concept of this music video was just to have their heads blow up, right? So you go through this whole this like music video and they're having scientists like experiment on them and their all their heads kind of explode or melt. Uh, in different ways and it was pretty well done like the the models like the switch out that they got for the heads uh 
for the brief second that they were full, like you could see them in like a full screen, they looked pretty close. And then just the explosions were entertaining. And there's a, there's a part where Ollie, I believe is the name of the, uh, singer, his head explodes. Right. And then his tongue's just sticking out of his throat and he's doing like his fast vocals and you just see the tongue just like flopping around doing the vocals. It's just funny. <laughs> it, it's, it's entertaining. Uh, so it's like gruesome, but kind of like comedic at the same time at certain parts. I don't know. It was cool. Uh, but what makes it even better. So it was a great music video. I loved it. They did a mom's reacting video where their moms watched drone corpse. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was, it was really cool to, they were just like, anytime that their heads explode, they're just like, Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of skipping through the video right now. And yeah, it is really, I haven't reached the blow up exploding part, but Oh, okay. Someone's face just melted. Yep in front of me oh that reminds me of like indiana jones yeah yep last crusade when the guy's face melts but uh yeah i yeah overall it's really well done and i really like the uh those like scientist glasses how they're they're just like white uh yeah like um lights or something yep that's a really cool style um yeah and i just got i just got to the tongue part yeah, that does look really, that looks incredibly real. Yeah. And his, yeah, his tongue is just the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was it, another funny thing in the mom's reacting video, the scientists, they're like, they're, they're like pointing out like, oh, hey, there's, uh, there's Dean and, you know, there's Ollie and whatnot. They're, you know, getting excited seeing their kids and they're like, I don't know who that is though. I don't, I, I don't recognize that guy. And they're talking, they're pointing at the scientist. Right. And mm-hmm. so in like subtext, they go not in the band. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> funny. <laughs> like it's an actor and they're like, we don't know this guy. And it's like, yeah, you're not supposed to. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to look that up. That mom reacts one. Cause, uh, I like, I like watching reaction videos. You sleepy? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I have no reason to be, but yeah, yeah. It's called uh, "Moms Watch Their Sons Death Metal Music Video." <laughs> yep. The uh, thumbnail is really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty <laughs> like great. The the one on the right, just like her eyes are all like, like, oh yeah, great job, honey. But like, like the <laughs> music kind of scares her. It seems. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, yeah, I just thought, I, I thought that was cool. Just the idea and then having their moms react to it was pretty great. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you can have that much stamina. Did you catch the frets on their, on the guitar, on the guitar, the fan frets? Yeah. Yeah. I know how much you love them. So I was, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about, it's all about preference. I, me personally, it just kind of weirds me out looking at it. I, I don't know. It just makes me uncomfortable. Like I, I've just, I play like regular fretted guitars. It's just, it's more of like a look thing. I know like it makes sense why they make guitars like that so that each string has its, has um like the proper tension on the neck, kind of like a, like piano, like each yeah. piano string, they're all like different lengths. Yeah. So it just keeps them in tune and like the tonality better. But I don't know, people have been playing guitars for decades before that and they sound fine. So, so it's all about preference. I, I, I don't <laughs> think I would ever buy one like that, but you know, at least the basis. Out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why it does. It just it just does. Yeah, bassist ha- for sure has it. I I recognize one of the one of the guitar players has like a regular. Yeah, I think, I'm trying I to think the eight strings are regular. 
Yeah, so yeah. dual dual eight strings. Yeah, I think it just from the video, it looks like both of the eight string guitarists have just regular fretted instruments. Yeah. And uh the bassist is the one with the fan frets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh what was interesting is so I was looking through the the lyrics on this and oh my word, he's he talks so fast or sings or screams or whatever you want to say it. He does it so fast that even listening to the music and reading the lyrics at the same time, I would get lost sometimes. <laughs> uh but there's there's one like acronym that kept popping up was AUM. And I was trying to figure out what that was. Uh, so I type it in to Google and it's some, uh, what do you call it? Medical abbreviation. I was like, that doesn't sound right. So then I ended up going to their Wikipedia and uh, their... I wish I had it highlighted. Um, their third album, Relentless Mutation, uh, was a concept album about um, this telepathic cult called AUM and their experiments on human biology. And it's almost like they carried that same concept over to here. And it's like this cult from Japan that um, would do like horror film level like experiments on people. Uh, and they did, they, they, actually carried out like a terrorist attack in Japan on a subway. Jeez. Yeah. So it's the, there. I couldn't really find anything on what made them telepathic. And like I said, I, I just discovered this. I spent maybe 20 minutes trying to look up what this was, but yeah, it was just like a, um, uh, they, yeah, they just would take people from colleges. Like they would kind of like a, what cults do is they find like, uh, susceptible people and then they grab them and then they, they, they would aim for, um, like biology and, chem and science majors and stuff like that and have them start like conducting all these uh, human exper experiments on people. Yeah, it would, it would make sense <clears throat> according to the music video too, because that's kind of what they were doing in the music video. Yeah. There's like another, another band with kind of a, th a theme thing going on. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it was just. Speaking of AUM, that, I, I, that, uh, AUM song, that, that intro was really funny to me. Like, uh, the guy that was talking like a yeah, the, phone call or something. Yeah. Phone message. The, yeah, they, they gave me a chuckle. You have one unheard message. What's this music about? I don't want, I don't want to hear like, Oh fuck. I'll, beautiful listen to this listen to his blast no fuck it bring back the fucking danger in music yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that 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 yeah that got me good yeah it was just leave it at that <laughs> yeah it was good i like that song uh yeah they start talking about 
Yeah, the AUM had rid our eyes of lids so we could view the inverted volcanic peak of molten figures laying in the venom. I can feel them take the part of me they want. <laughs> but say that like 15 times faster and that's how it, Yeah, and that's <laughs> the guy does it. Yeah. Which is incredible. It's like those like tongue twister things that they that you would say as as like kids, but on a whole nother level. Because you're yeah. not just talking, you're you have to do stuff with your throat, you know, for all the screaming and stuff. Yep. But I really I really liked that they incorporated um it wasn't all just like metal guitar. There was a lot of like clean guitar sections in there. Yeah. And I like that they use that to like break up the sound. Um, not exactly the same type of clean that like Stars Hollow had, but uh, more very like they they like dropped the rest of the instruments out and yeah. just had that like clean guitar playing rather than having it like a clean section where the whole band is playing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think one of my favorite songs was uh, Abandoned Linear. And I liked it, uh, like the 45 second mark where it's, it's just like fast vocals, like all the instruments cut out and it's just him saying whatever he says at that particular point, just really fast. All the instruments come back in. And then at 116, there's this just like awesome bass solo. Oh, they made me like, I was like, bass solo and metal? What's this? It's just awesome. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, and the and the bassist is just as skilled as like the guitarists. Oh, yeah. And he's like he's like doing stuff on the bass, which you would kind of like normally associate with like electric guitar playing. Yeah. A lot of tapping and a lot of whittly diddly crazy diddlies crazy on there too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, those, those two parts are really, are really silence has a huge impact on the feel of a song. Well, especially when it's just, I know we talked about like frontier being a wall of sound Mm -hmm. and this isn't necessarily a wall, but there's a lot. There's a lot of it. (laughs) There's a barrier of sound. Yeah. Like a sonic barrier. Yeah. And it just, it hits hard and fast. And, uh, yeah, like I, 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 I enjoy lyrics, but I, I just like his voice. Like, even though I don't quite understand what's going on, I just, I love the speed at which everything is happening. Mm -hmm. And I like that it, just like it causes my brain to overheat a little bit just cause there's so much. It's just a yeah. fun time. Sounds like kind of sounds like it, it was doing something to your brain the same way that like ginger ginger's album. I was like it, it like, <clears throat> what was my phrasing? It was like, it did something to my brain in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Sounds like there's something similar going on. Yeah. Oh, speaking of brain, this is fun. Uh, Let me go back to the page. Uh, There we go. Uh, They actually, uh, there was a a duo of programmers called Databots that created a neural network trained on Archspire's music to produce a nonstop. stream of technical death metal based on the band's music. Uh, they noted that the music produced the most cons- consistent AI results, presumably because of the high tempo and technical technical machine-like nature of the songs. Jeez. So what does that mean? Like the, the AI, <laughs> it was like a smart AI based on... Like, yeah. or it was started to learn or something like that? Like, it was the, 
like Archspire was like the building block of this neural network for the AR the AI <laughs> because it was it was like near perfect like it it was so it was so fast paced and just like technically machine like it just yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah and uh, also another fun fact Jace Momoa is a fan of the band and asked the singer uh, to coach him. Uh, for a war cry technique. Oh, cool. That's cool. So I wonder if he's got a movie coming up there, he might use that. Um, so, uh, Ali, the singer. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Not Ali. No. Yeah. Ali, the singer and, uh, Spencer, the drummer were, cameoed on the first episode of C S E E Hmm. That doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, does it have Jason Momoa in it? Cause they're yeah, that has Jason Momoa in it. So I think that's where they kind of made their cameo with yeah, but they're like on TV also. So that's fun. Like <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, I also really like, they were kind of this, this, they were kind of doing something in my brain too. Uh, I really, I like their, their like guitar sound. It's not very like, it's not, it's not very like crunchy mid rangey. Mm -hmm. It's kind of, I want to call it like a softer sound or something like the mids were scooped a little bit scooped out rather than like boosted it's it wasn't very like harsh or anything it just kind of blended well and like when they were playing those like fast like like the equivalent of the yeah sick of the kick drums it was almost like humming like the the palm muting that they were doing was just it just sounded like the music was humming. I don't know how to Alice to describe it. It was it was a cool sound. It sounds like so they're using eight strings, right? But it's almost mm-hmm. like they took the lows out and they're just using like high and mid. Well, like it doesn't actually, sound it doesn't sound very like bassy. Yeah, and and that's actually um wise to do that with eight strings because a lot of people including me i I did a little bit of research before i got mine but um a lot of people like right out of the box they're like oh my eight string sounds so muddy and like disgusting like bad yeah the lower strings and it's kind of counterintuitive to say yeah well you got to get rid of a lot of the low end on the eight string and they're like, well, why? Like, I want those low notes. It's like, well, you get more, you get more clarity out of it by cutting out a lot of that low end. You get m- like more art- articulation. If you leave all that low end, end in, yeah, it is pretty, um, pretty muddy sound, mm-hmm. and and um, it takes a little bit longer to get the sound right for for those instruments so it's interesting that you said that yeah so, which would yeah which would make sense on why they would have to have a equally as skilled bassist mm-hmm. because that bassist is able to fill in all the low notes that they are like the lowness that they kind of scooped out of there uh he fills it perfectly with keeping up with what they're doing mm-hmm. doing the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and he uses a six string bass. Yeah. It's sexy. Yeah. It looks nice. Yeah. This it's just it's clean too. It's just so oiled, you know? Just yeah. Like a well oiled machine. Yeah, the bass is a very like it's like gritty but like smooth mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Like smooth playing, but kind of a like that solo that little solo part that you mentioned in yeah. abandon the linear 
you can tell there's like a slight amount of grit to it. It's not just like a clean, like jazzy bass sound. It's got some grit to it. It's got some character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you have any favorite songs or? Um, I did. And this one's kind of similar to Stars Hollow where it, I liked listening to it all the way through. But mm-hmm. um, I think one of my favorites was definitely Drone Corpse Aviator. That's a because I like the I like the clean guitar in that one that that breaks up the song. Yeah. Um Drain of Incarnation. I didn't have any specific notes on that one other than liking it. I think this I think was this the one oh, let me check my notes here. No, it's not the right one. But uh <laughs> It starts off slower and vibey, and then it gets into the fast. Yeah. Um, I kind of like, like around the one twenty mark, or or one nineteen. They kind of do a couple like breaks in there, and there's like you know how I feel about guitar solos, but this guitar solo part was really cool. And it wasn't just like a shreddy solo. It was like, like right at one thirty, kind of And it, it like they had, there's a lot of spots in there where they kind of stop the music for like half a second and then keep it going again. Yeah. They that threw was, in like those sour notes and stuff in there. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like in the solo, there's sour notes and you're like, I've never thought of anybody doing that. That's kind of cool. Right, right. And then uh, I liked how they, just before that part, they panned the ears. It's like, on either side. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, so um, I would I would say that those those two were favorites, but I this is another album that I kind of just liked to uh, let run. Yeah, definitely. It's not that long. It's not that long either. For some reason, I mean, it was, it, so it was like a half hour, 31 minutes. Yeah. Um, And for some reason, I just like the idea of an album with like eight songs or like eight songs or like nine songs or something. Cause it's so common yeah. to see like 10, 11, 12, I don't know. I don't know why the, just, those numbers just stick with me for some reason. Eight and yeah. nine. And like these, <laughs> these songs are, uh, so they're pretty much like four minutes long. Like most of them are f- four, just over four, just on the cusp of four. And they don't feel like they're that long. Right. Whereas like you'll, you'll get like a, in a 12 track album, you get like a four minute song and you're just like, shoot me now. Sometimes, like sometimes it's just like, why, why did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> you got, you got 12 songs. You don't need to put a four minute song in the middle of this. Uh, but you know, when you got eight songs, you can do four and a half minute songs on the regular just cause at the end of the day, it's a 30 set or 30 minute album and it just comes out nice and clean. Well, it's yeah. nice about. What's nice about the about these songs too is that they have enough different aspects for every song. Yeah. Where it's not repeated. It's not like it's a five minute song, but they're just doing verse chorus, verse chorus all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where it's very um progress like progressive, not like prog, but just it progress the song progresses, you know. Um I think Drone Corpse Aviator had like the clean part came back again or something like that. So they don't always, so, so sometimes they reintroduce some things again, but it's not, it's not like structured how like a, like a popular, like pop song might be on the radio or it's just meant to drive yeah. you insane with how catchy it is. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, yeah, I don't know. Would it be the chorus? The, the catchy, just the drone corpse aviator, just the the way he like says that every time. I'm just like, uh, uh, uh. you know, like it just <laughs> yeah, like prob- you, probably. You, you kind of just like shake your head to it. 
just get pumped just for that that little bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drone cars, yeah. <laughs> Or like the quick Brie at. I just had it. Like 20. Yeah, so go to like 30 seconds. There's just like a real quick one in there. Like an inhale. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's got a lot to say, so he needs to breathe. Right. Yeah. Why not make a noise? Yeah, that's how he breathes. Yeah, that's not, that's not part. Of, it's just like, that's him taking a breath. That's not <laughs> stylistically, stylistically what he was going for, for the song. It's just, that's just how he breathed. <laughs> He's like, you don't keep it in there. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I would yeah. love to see like a studio video of them recording or. Oh, we might be able to find one. Something. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It was just fun. This one was fun too. Yeah. Dean Lamb is a beast at guitar. That's one of the guitarists. He, him and his, I think I showed you a video. Him and his wife do, uh, it's like the four stages of metal or something like that is what they call it. Something, mm-hmm. something along those lines and, uh, different bands. He either requests them or they'll send him different bands. will send them four, four different parts of four different songs or part a part one part of four different songs, uh, in diff in starting off at like easy quotation marks, going up to like difficult quotation marks, uh, and they just kind of like sight read it. They watch the they watch the video and they kind of just practice it real quick. And him and his wife just like shred. Jeez, it's I don't, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how long it takes them to do the video, uh. But it, it's just fun to watch them play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It might be like some edits in there where they kind of. Yeah. Fudge it a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Cause they, they'll, they'll like start off at like half speed doing it. And then all of a sudden they're doing like full speed. You're like, Oh, how do you do that? How you do that? <laughs> yeah. Cause like being able to recognize something like that is almost like savant type. Yeah. Status. It was, it was funny. I watched a, I didn't watch the whole video, but I watched a a little kind of PSA that Dean had about, um, impersonation syndrome or personator syndrome, I think is what it's called. Have you heard of that? Uh, impersonator syndrome. No, I, I don't think so. It's, uh, where you begin to question your skill at something that you do because you don't know all the answers and like, it makes you like question if you actually are an expert in that area. So like he was imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome. That's what it was. Yeah. I have heard of that. Yeah. And so he was, yeah, he was just talking about how he used to, um, before the band really made it big, he would, uh, teach music lessons or guitar lessons. And like a kid would come in with, like a slightly classical piece of music and he felt like he was a fraud because he didn't, it, it took him a while to like read the music and figure out how to teach it. And obviously he knows how to play because he's in this band just shredding. Uh, but it was just interesting to hear like how he, like a, a, like a 10 year old kid could make him question his ability to play because he didn't have like the answers right away because it wasn't necessarily in the wheelhouse of what he would always do. But he was able to like work around and like figure out how to teach the kid. But it was, it was just interesting to hear. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's definitely a thing. I mean, I, I've, uh, I, uh, shoot. What was I just going to say? Um, yeah, teaching, teach, I was, I was going to say is teaching is very, it kind of opens your eyes a bit yeah. to like, you might know how to do something, but once you have to explain it to somebody else, it like, you have to like rewire your brain, um, 
to do that. Like when I was in, when I was in school and learning how to do, um, you know, like recording and mixing music and stuff. Um, my professor said, if you have any questions, you know, please like, don't be afraid to ask because I forgot what it's like to not know how to do that. You know, like you do it so long and it, and it's becomes like second nature to you. Whereas someone who's learning something for the first time, um, you know, you, you, you don't remember what it's like not to, not to know something. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, teaching, teaching is, is a, uh, a whole beast within itself. Cause I, I had one guitar student for, for a few years and I kind of had a little bit of that too, where I was like, yeah, I was like doing things every week and, you know, obviously I know how to play, but I'm like, there was, there came to a certain point where I came to her parents and I was like, listen, I don't, I don't like know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know like what else to teach her. You know, like I, I, uh, I just, I didn't want to like keep taking their money every week. Just, yeah. you know, I wanted, I, I didn't know. Cause I, I, it's not like I had a teaching degree or anything like that. It was just, you know, one of those things where I, my old guitar teacher said, Hey, do you want to teach this person? I was like, Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> you know? So it wasn't like in a school or anything like that. It was just like at one of those guitar places but mm-hmm. um i came to him and i'm like i i just don't know what else to teach her and they're like nah she just needs you know after school activities and they they were very active and that type of thing so it, they weren't so worried about her being a rock star as having something to you know just kind of practice yeah every week so they weren't as concerned about it as i was <laughs> that's cool yeah that's about all i have to say about our spire to be honest i i enjoy the album i enjoy their other works it's a i can't listen to them all the time but it it, i enjoy listening to pretty much everything they put out it's fun yeah i agree fast very fast (laughs) very very fast yeah uh do you got a number in mind yeah, I was kind of thinking an eight on this one too. Yeah, it was a for me. It was also a solid eight. I uh, especially like with the music video and just having them producing like uh, oh that was their that music video was the first music Drunk Horse eighty or was the first music video that they produced. Like they funded, they did all that. Like their record label didn't do any of that. So okay. Uh, it was just another little interesting little fun fact. And then they, the fact that they had their moms come in and like watch the video at, it's a fun time. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you yeah, watch. They have, they have, a, they have like, not only do they have good music, but they have like good extra content that makes them likable. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're real people. They're fun. So, uh, I think that wraps up this week of the Blackcast. Uh, We'll see you next week. See you later.